I'm Melodic Nine, and we tuned in to Cloudy Conversations. Welcome back to another episode of Cloudy Conversations. It's your girl, Big T, with today's guest, rapper Melo Don. We thank you for sitting down and talking with us today. Always, you know, you know. Now, for the people who may not know you, uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself. You mean, I'm, um, I'm 19. My name is Melo Don. I'm from the Bird, you know, the South, South 13th Street. That's my Instagram. Go follow me on that, John. You mean, real trench, baby. I mean, so you were born in Harrisburg, Southside to be exact. Uh, so what was it like for you growing up here? Everything, everything was everything. You know, I was like, I know a lot was going on, but you know, when you were young, you kind of want to turn a blind eye to all the wrong shit that you see going on in your life. But that when that shit norm, that's like the normal to you. Like, you kind of like grow up real fast. So, do you come from a big family? Uh, not for real. I mean, yeah. Uh, my my dad got a lot of siblings, so I got a lot of cousins. My mom got three, three, four brothers, so kind of. But I only had three siblings growing up. And were you close with them? I mean, yeah, for the most part. But you know, we all kind of far in age, so mm-hmm. I, they was all like, like people I looked up to rather than. We really being siblings because they were so much older than me except my sister. Me and my sister was like, we grew up, we only three years apart. Both my brothers is like seven and nine years apart. Okay, so you're the youngest. Yeah, I'm the baby. So with there being such like a big age gap in the household and well, besides you and your sister, do you feel like you kind of wish you guys were closer in age or do you like having them as a role model to look up to? Nah, I feel like them being so far apart, like it was like, like a like sidestep parent kind of role because it's like I could watch them do wrong from right to at a young age and realize like that wasn't my only source of adult to look up to in the household because to me like me being so young they look like adults to me they all look grown so I'm going to follow what they see and I'm going to try to right all these wrongs and follow from what not to do. Definitely understand that. Um, now, I seen in another interview, you said that you actually graduated from high school when you were 16. Yeah. Um, so, would you say school is something that you enjoyed? Fuck no. Nah. I ain't going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, bro, I ain't going to hold you. Like, it was like, it was like, on some shit, the reason why I graduated early, because I got tired of always worrying about where, where the fuck I'm going to school the next year. It was a lot of shit going on, so... I ended up moving down south with my aunt in 11th grade and shit. But my birthday at the end of the school year, that's why I was 16 and shit. You mean? So I was just like, I'm already in the mix. I'm trying to get money. I already had shit up here. So I'm just trying to hurry up and get out of school so I can get back up here and do what I got to do. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So that's what that was. Like, I think since like third grade, I only been to school on the first day of school like four times. (laughs) Like, it was always some shit going on. So, even though you may have not enjoyed school, you obviously were intelligent enough to graduate and finish kind of rather early. And you even said that you got accepted to, like, five or six top schools in the nation. So Yeah, for a fact. 
Like all the tight HBCUs in that, uh, Kentucky and USA. Ex- Accepted you like, but is there any like uh, scholarship offers, food rides, or like? Not no food rides, but all them schools I got academic scholarships for. You be uh, I think the school that was giving me the most money was either Kentucky or Howard. Howard was giving me the ranks, but you know HBCUs cost that big, so even them giving me all them racks, I still would have had to pay a whole bunch of shit out of pocket. So is that kind of really deterred you from even considering taking that option? I mean, it was really like, like I said, I ain't want to go to school to be good with. I never, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted, like I said in the other interview, since I'm great, I was like, I got to get rich. So school was not really something I would look forward to. Like, like I said in the other joint too, I was applying to schools just to shit on niggas, just to mm-hmm. prove like, nigga, I'm going to do everything and I'm going to do everything and be great at it, like just stunting on niggas on some on some on some shit. I was really just stunting on niggas, like nigga, I'm gonna be that nigga that's getting money and rapping and and nigga, I go to school if I want to. Y'all niggas don't really got that luxury, like that's what it was. I ain't gonna hold you. So when you you end up graduating down south, okay, after that. Was there a situation like, did you have more credits because you were coming from up north or like, because? Nah, it was some shit like, I went down there. I was like, I'm trying to graduate early. Like, what I got to do? So they put me in this little program and then I got all my junior year credits the first, like the first part of the school year. Mm. And then when I came, cause I came up here during Christmas break. And then when I came back down there, like they had all my classes and I was a senior type shit. So then after you graduated, even though you got accepted to school, did you know like right away you weren't going to take them acceptance joint? Or you was like, I'm gonna take a year off and see what I can do? Uh nah, it was more so like I don't really know. It was more so like cause I graduated twenty twenty, so that's when Corona first started. Oh shit. So it was more so like Corona really put that shit. I was like, yeah, I'm not about to be on school online. <laughs> I'm not about to be stressing myself out trying to get trying to get into college playing 20, 30 rags just to sit on a computer. So yeah. that really was like the end goal. But I was up here the whole from the time they like canceled school. I was up here that whole, I was up here that whole time until graduation. I only went back down there for that week of graduation. And then you mean soon as graduation was over. I had a uh, get back up or shit. So, um, you also mentioned in that other interview that you had caught a charge, um, like pretty much right before your 18th birthday, which mm-hmm. is pretty much kind of right after you graduated. So, um, did that affect you in any way as well with the college decision? Uh, nah, because like I said, I graduated at 16, so you read. I turned 17, like, the week of graduation, and then uh, my birthday in May. So I I think I got booked, like, right after I had a, I had a video shoot with Louie. I got booked the next day. I don't remember what date. It was either the end of, it was, like, the end of April. So, you mean, I was booked for my 18th birthday. I'm thinking I'm coming home, mad as shit. <laughs> I'm trying I'm talking crazy to the staff and all that cause I wanna go home bro I was miserable in that gym Ooh, it was, that's your first time like getting yeah, 
Yeah, like the other shit I had, and I was like in like tenth grade, I was on papers and shit, but I ain't never had to go to court and then for it. They just put me on probation for that shit, and I was on probation for like a few months, and I ended up going down south. So I mean, they let me off early. And with this situation, it was like. You had to like really sit down for a second or you had to wait till your belly. I go, if they switch my if they push my court they back, I was gonna do a little bit. <laughs> the judge was a child hear what I was talking about, but they ended up switching me to a, a white judge. And he like took that school shit into account and was like he seen I was gonna do the right shit. So you mean that kinda Bennett, put Bennett him in a way. yeah, that kinda put me in a good spot. So you mean he let me he let me shake right. And because you were still technically a juvenile at that time, so were they trying to charge you as an adult or? Uh, uh but every, all the old heads I talked to, like all the dust, they was like, my was my first gun charge, so it should have been a misdemeanor. So I really shouldn't handle felonies on my record at all. But I think because I ended up getting an escape felony too, because I, I, they chased me for like three blocks. Mm. But I had got caught in the backyard and it, it was a tree that fell down in the backyard. So I ain't had nowhere to go. I was mad as shit. Man, I hopped all them fences and shit. I almost jumped in the trash can. I should have really did that shit. But, yeah. So, really, it wasn't they was trying to charge me as a dog. It was just so many shootings and shit going on with teens and shit at that time. And me getting caught with the type of joint I got caught with. Like, the pipe I got caught with was, like, some shit where it's, like, they can't really get me. So, he was really on some shit, like... Trying really... Put niggas, put niggas under the bus. He wasn't going to give me nothing crazy, but I would have definitely said damn. But yeah, me, I guess the white judge, he seen some leniency or whatever the word is. No, definitely. Yeah, and that benefited you and um, helped you out. So what did you learn from that experience? Like, especially with it being your first time. Like you said, it was the day after your video shoot. You focused on pushing your career. And then that shit happened. Yeah, it was like, it's not like I got booked on no nothing. I was doing, I got booked moving like a young bull, like the same shit I call my little cousins and call my young bulls. And I'd be like, bruh, don't be moving like, like, why is you moving like that? Like, you you doing way too much, bruh. That's the same way I got booked. Like, it wasn't no reason. It's 95 degrees out. If I'm going to be wearing all black with a hoodie and a ski and some gloves on, why do I got the, why do I got the gun sitting in my, my hoodie yeah. pocket? Yeah. So it was just really me moving like a young boy, but what I had to go do, it was like, I was I was lit. I was at the dress or whatever, so I was already tired. So I just was moving fast, trying to get that shit out the way. And uh, that shit bit me in my edge. So kind of, I guess the lesson in that is to... Practice what you preach. Yeah, Nigga, <laughs> practice what you preach. Turn around and, like you said, bit you in the ass, but then that school shit kind of saved you in the, in the turnaround time. Yeah, for a fact. Um, do you think that not going to school was the right decision? I mean, at the moment, I don't, at the moment, it was. You mean because I was, I was, I was, I was having my way with shit. So, not to say I'm not still having my way with shit, but like. You know, everybody, when you in the mix of shit, like, everybody got that run, like, that six-month run or that year run where, like, everything, everything, and that was my run, like, <laughs> so, yes. if I could, I would make the same decision, so, I don't know, I don't know you got how to take that, but I made the same decision again. I mean, like you said, you kind of always knew school wasn't something that you wanted to do, you just, just did it to get it out good. the way. Yeah, I was just good at it. Were you... 
um, good at anything else like sports or anything? Yeah, I mean, I used to play sports. I used to hoop, run track, and box. I was really nice with the track shit, but I was always getting injured from basketball. Like, I dislocated my knee like hella times, so that kind of put all that other shit to the side. Like you were playing like for the schools, like competitively. Yeah. yeah. And so dislocated the same knee every time? Yeah, my right my right oh, knee cat. The first time that happened it was we was, uh mm. it was summer league in like I don't know, it was like 2016, 2017, you know what I mean? And then that shit happened every year after that too. 10th grade and I quit. <laughs> that was it. And then, were you like good in sports, like to the point like you could have got a scholarship for that or like you just was like I'm I'm gonna decent? Like Nah, I ain't gonna say all that. Like with track, probably on some real shit, probably with track. Uh, with the basketball shit, I don't really, I don't really know about the hoop and shit. So that's like, probably why it was easy for you just to walk away from. Like I'm not about to keep getting injured. And yeah, cause it was like track season. You know, track season right after basketball season. I got hurt the end of basketball season. Nigga had to wear a whole leg brace for two months. Yeah, me mind you, I'm in the mix of shit. So me going to parties or me trying do what I'm doing with. It. They like I'm real identifiable. They're like, oh, the nigga with the the nigga that be limping everywhere, like. It's not gonna be <laughs> you mean so that shit really wasn't what it was hitting for. Um, so at what point did you decide to do music? Right before I turned 16, I was uh I was at my bro crib on 420. Um uh 2019, 2018, whatever year I was 15 before 16, but I said 15, but I'm talking about something. <laughs> 15 before 16. You know what I mean, though, but you mean they playing some ass shit. I'm like, uh, this joint got like, this joint got like 2 million views, a million views. I'm like, if cuz, if cuz boom really be lit like that, that shit, ass, I could get lit. So. And at that point, have you ever created something you ever rapped? Like, you just started seeing the ass nigga, like, I can do this better? Yeah, um, bro. Um, bro, that's really how it was. But mind you, that's 420. So my birthday the next month, you mean my 16th birthday, I throw a telly. We we go to, like, three, four parties and shit. I wake up the next day with my bro in the telly. I'm like, yo, bro, like, I'm like, bro, I'm going to go to the stove. <laughs> So you mean I post on a butt? I'm like, I'm like, yo, who trying to slide to the stool with me with the little eye emoji? And then you mean niggas texting me and shit. We went to the stool. That's what it was. So did you have a natural talent, or you feel like you like growing into yourself? I grown into myself. I would say, I had. I would say I had a natural talent in the sense that like I could write a good song and put shit together. But like, as far as me recording and shit, like. I had to get comfortable, like, you mean? I still be, I still be self-conscious sometimes. Like, it take me a minute, or it take a lot of people saying like that shit crazy for me to really like the song. So you do? How often do you like what you're producing? I always like what I'm saying. It just be a matter of do I like how I sound on the drum? Mm. Cause I be no, I be talking in shit like, and then sometimes like until like I grow into liking the song, I be like. Okay, I'll be listening to like, oh yeah, I'm talking that shit, but I just won't play it because I don't like how it sounds. You don't like how it sounds, like like you're not giving enough in the booth, like you ain't performing it well, or you just sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I just don't like my voice. Yeah, that, 
And that was my problem when I first started like watching the podcast back when I was I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. Why do I sound like that? Like, this is crazy. Like, nobody ever told me this is what my voice sounds like. But for over, once you get over that, Self-conscious man, thinking too much. You're like, oh, no. Nah. Like you said, it's just fire for real. Because like, sometimes I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, damn, maybe I should be a ghostwriter. Because <laughs> I'll be like, damn. I'm like, nigga, if I get just a bro, I get just this nigga, like, that should probably go up. <laughs> so are you writing your songs or you're punching in? Um, it depends. I ain't going to hold you. Like, uh, most of my melodic shit and, like, my shit that be on, like, Detroit-style beats, I be punching in. But like when I be on some uh some storytelling shit, like I usually write the hook. Maybe the first verse. But I don't really I ain't really write full songs since like 2019, 2020, when I first started rapping. I feel like everything more authentic whenever you freestyle. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that that I interview like they prefer to punch in because they feel like it's giving them a better energy opposed to trying to write it down and go in the booth and remember what you said or read it off the pad. Um, but do you find like you produce better quality when you write, take the time, at least write the hook in the first verse or when you punch in, it really gives it that? It depends on the amount of time I have. Like, I really don't try to book less than three hours at a time. But if I know I'm only going there to like really do some, some like some t- music I want to put on a tape type shit, I'm going to try to have as much shit written as possible. Just because I know I'm not in no rush to come up with like the content for the song. And it can be more meaningful because I can write it whenever and I'm not in no rush to like make some shit sound good or I'm not in no rush to just put something together because I'm about to run out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll, even if the song's not complete, you'll just like tell them we'll work on that the next session. Like don't try to rush it and mix it or master it. Like I want to Nah, what I say in a rush, I mean more like I'm not in a rush to write nothing. Because mm-hmm. like I said... When you go to the studio, like what's the vibe you need in order to set the set the set the scene? Like when the guys is with you, like when the guys is with me, shit, bro. I only be recording with like one engineer for my man's Rico. He already know what kind of artist I am, so you mean we put the beats on, get the working. Wow, you didn't post on Facebook or something. Don't, <laughs> don't come to my crib. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is every Sunday. I'm sorry. Maybe we should let this apart. I'm probably the thing. I'm going to have a good Yes, the nigga I want to say. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah. This was a relic. Yeah. Very. Uh, what you ask me? You ask me. Oh, the move. Nah, Rico I'll get Rico to beat you. We get straight to work. Like, everything come natural. Like, niggas roll up when they ready to roll up. You mean, I'm gonna start drinking. If I got a cup in that gym, whatever it's gonna be, the wacky or the, or the leg, I'm gonna put that whenever I, I get ready. But I don't got no whole routine. Like, I just try to get shit professional. Who is that? I'm not by I'm sure that. What do you mean for these shit? Check it, check first. Who is it? Who is it? Locking the door before. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. You good, gang. I know all this was going on, man. Nah, though. You mean, like I said? Me and Rico get straight to work. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, 
me and bro hold each other to a certain uh criteria. Like we not gonna go on the no no fucking ranch shit. And how, how long have you been working with him? Like did you have to go through engineers to figure out what that's what you need to be fucking with? It's not like I was searching for bro. I was fucking with the bull Bailey for a minute across the river in Lamorne. Me and him put out a couple of heads. I ain't gonna hood you. But uh yeah, me, me and Rico, Rico had hit me whenever I first came home or some shit. My young boy show shit. He uh he had something my shit. And then the nigga Rico hit me, he like, bro, he like, bro, your video artist shit gang. Woo woo, that's weird. And he had a home studio, so you mean bro was bro start pulling up on me and shit. And we locked in. Almost like a year now. Almost some shit. Almost like a year now. So you've been releasing a lot of singles and some visuals since like 2019, um, but you haven't put out any official project. Is there a reason for that? Uh, 2019, I just started rapping. I was still Ash. Uh, 2020. <laughs> 2020, <laughs> 2020, I was really focused on graduating and getting money. So like, as you can see in 2020, I think I only dropped like three or four songs. Mm -hmm. 2021, when I really started turning up, you mean I had ran up enough money to actually promote my music. Like, obviously if I was going to rap, I'm going to go all the way in with this shit. So, so were you already knowing about like the importance of marketing and how to have your videos look a certain way and even with the graphic art and shit like that? I started doing my, uh, my research as I started rapping. I think I did my first interview rapping or my first, uh, my first interview rapping or my first, uh, fucking like blog post or whatever, like two months after I started rapping. So you mean, once they all started, that's when I first started like learning how shit go and how shit work. You mm -hmm. gotta put money behind that shit. That shit not gonna pop. And you've been moving around a lot, like doing uh, different interviews, live performance, like in the lounge and stuff, and uh, putting yourself just on different platforms. But are you starting to be like more mindful of what you're promoting and like the images that you see in the videos? Yeah, for a fact. I mean, I've been like that since the start. Like you see my videos don't never really add too many too many glockies or too many pipes and shit in there, joints, you mean? But I'm not gonna I always say, bro, I'm not I'm not incriminating myself for no rap career because I'm an upstanding citizen and I would not want the police to get the wrong image about me. I'm gonna say, cause they make replica uh them little airsoft guns, prop money. Oh yeah, shout out Louis too. Louis Louis gotta connect on the on the prop house, you mm -hmm. mean? So Louis definitely. That's what I'm saying, cause you fucking with Louis. Yeah, I already know how he's coming. Yeah, yeah, Louis definitely be official tissue. Louis don't let Louis don't even play like that. Me and we come, we come correct and legal all the time. Especially because you know the city we live in and it's small. And I just always wanted to ask the niggas who's rapping like you. Do you think about that when you go in the yeah, studio? Yeah, like, city way too fucking small to be really snitching on yourself. Well, I got the luxury of big cities where it be like. A thousand, excuse me. We don't got the luxury of big cities where it'd be like a thousand and one gangs and shit, or a thousand and one rappers and shit. Like, you mean it's only a select few of us and a select few people that's really in the mix. So, you mean they pay attention to all that shit. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're popular and your music is making waves. Like, 
because I'm going to say your videos definitely bring traction. I, I think the one was at 8K I checked. Yeah, uh, for a fact. That June was some real shit, though. That joint did 7K first week, and I had to take that joint down. Because niggas told my PO on me. Yeah. He caught me. I was OT. He caught me talking about So you already had a situation <laughs> where it was like. <laughs> he caught me talking about some. Oh, you playing with me. Oh, bro, he caught me talking about some. Oh, you playing with me. He like, yeah, someone showed my my uh my superior or whatever the fuck. I don't know what the word was. But the nigga that's above him, an interview. I mean, not an interview, a music video. Woo, 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 woo. You mean? He ain't say take it down, but I'm already like, that's a bad job. Mm -hmm. That was a bad job. And then, you mean, I ain't put that job back up till I got paper. I mean, I got off papers and shit. You hear me? Moving smart. So, what's the plan now? Like, can we expect a project to come? Are you working on something? Yeah. Like they job, they're about 85% done already on some shit. I got a lot of shit to announce coming with it, though. I got, I got some shit in the tuck. You have a name for it? Can't say too much. You just got to tune into the gram. You mean Twitter. Me going, we going to give y'all a lot of information coming for T. Perfect. So when it comes to you creating videos, like we already mentioned, you work with Louie, and I guess he's your preferred uh, director to collaborate with. Would you like send a song to him and be like, bro, I need you to come up with a concept? Or are you... You got a vision in your life. When I first uh, locked in with him and shit, I sent him like seven songs. Because I only had hit him for one video. But them, the first two songs that, like, you know I mean? He fucked with them, John, so he gave me a deal. I was like, bro, both these shits go crazy. Like, we can shoot them for this for this rate. And we can we can book these dates out for us to shoot at. And then the, pay, the payment dates. Yeah, we went from there. So, are you looking to, like, get signed? Or are you okay with keeping it independent as long as checks are coming in? Uh, I'll stay independent if I get to the point where, like, I'm distro kid checks or whatever, or shows or whatever. Like, if I get enough traction independently where I'm making enough money that I want to make to really do everything I want to do, I stay independent, but if the right label come calling in that big rate, I ain't gonna hold you. Ah, you mean if it ain't no three sixty deal or they want all my masters or nothing crazy like that? You mean we can work something out? Okay, like, I gotta be that right was though. my next question: Are you mindful of like what that deal would come with? Like if they want to take your masters, are they only offering fifty thousand on the front? Like, what do you consider your worth? Like, this not. That's not what it's hitting for. 50 beans up front, I can make 50 beans. I mean, yeah, anything. Job, sure <laughs> for a fact, definitely working on a job. You mean, you guys just know how to invest and how to stack your shit. Yeah, but, investing. Yeah. Flip yeah. some houses. <laughs> you funny shit talking about some flip some houses. Nah, for a fact though, if you do everything right, I mean, you can stack, you can stack that. Anything I feel like is attainable for me within a year, I wouldn't take on no deal. Mm -hmm. And would you sign to like another artist? Cause I feel like one big thing that's been going on lately is like, besides like artists exposing the labels for doing them dirty. It's like, how I'm supposed to sign to you if you ain't even getting your work from the, from the, the nigga that you signed to? Nah, for a fact. I don't think, 
I really signed to no other rapper unless they was like a real OG and really had a sense of what they was doing with the music for other artists and if they had a good track record. I definitely do my research. If everything was everything, I'm not signing no deal, like I said. So who are some of the people who influenced you musically? Musically, I say when I first started, it was definitely uh, a Boogie and Polo G. Okay. But now, today, I don't feel like I sound like nobody. But I feel like I feel like as far as my subject matter and what like I I try to like emulate. I feel like not even emulate because I don't try to rap like nobody, but like it was yeah, like as far as we got similar styles, I feel like definitely Dirk and the Bull, some some Atlanta niggas like the Bull Nudo Five and Baby and uh the Bull Lil Key. Like I feel like we all got similar content as far as our music go. That's but, not a bad group. Yeah. So what can fans expect from you musically? Like you said, you can do the drill, but you're kind of more melodic. I feel like, especially for this upcoming tape, you're just going to hear a lot of, uh, a lot. You're going to hear a lot of mix of everything. Like you're going to hear the bag music. You're going to hear the good money music. You're going to hear the melodic shit. You're going to hear me on the drill, on the drill scene. You're going to hear everything, everything. You expecting every mood you want to feel, you going to feel that on the tip. I'm even asking some shit for the bitches. I ain't going to hold you. You mean? We going to do everything with that drum. That drum going to be sturdy. Yeah, I just, that just made me think of that uh, IG post you had put up. We was talking about how they had took down when you had posted you really and King of Diamonds them going crazy. like. Yeah, they took my shit down. We was just talking about that. That's crazy. I had first branding my man's like, you mean? But I ain't even know that joint had dropped, so I was already, you mean, but once I once I posted that joint, that joint started going up. I dropped the snippet and shit. Then the next slide over it was it was rated R, you <laughs> mean? So I go smoke at the at the graveyard and shit for my cousin's birthday. I get back, I go on and say, You have violated Instagram guidelines. Delete my shit. That shit was going up too. I had the whole. I ain't gonna hold you. I had the grandma on smash for like an hour street. Yeah, that was. And for people who may not seen it, that was um, an interview he had did with uh, live from the trap. He was telling them about how he was in King of Diamonds with the strippers in his face. I thought that was funny because you told. I thought the part of the interview was the funniest. You were talking about how the strippers was all around you and the one behind you taking your money out your hand. Yeah. So that shit. I'm like, yo, that's probably what he would do. Yeah, that's probably what they do. Like, you mean. They see, they see a nigga. They gonna be like, oh, he got money. And they uh just get on there with you, bad. And they think they think they slick. It's cool though. I fuck with the strippers. I love strippers. You love the strippers? So you the type of guy who really blow the bag in the no, club? No, I'm not. I'm that dude. I'm not. But I say I love the strippers. Like, I respect what they doing and they getting how they live. So you mean? I'm not on no, I'm about to spend my money with the strippers. I ain't one of them bulls. Is it, are you like, are you like that with females in general? Or do you gotta be like your, your lady in order for you to treat them like that? Or are you even a relationship type of dude? Like? Uh, um, I'm gonna do right by you regardless. 
But that's I'm gonna do the regular shit like the shit that you shouldn't have to ask for. But if you my if you my girl, you I'm gonna jack that bag. I ain't gonna hold you. I be checking out. <laughs> do it take a lot for a girl to get that out of you, or you just generous? These females know. I mean, I'm not no tricky ass young boy, but. If I, if I fuck with you, you know I only fuck with you. That's the key. Because mm. I'll be doing the same shit for 10 different females. <laughs> oh, bro. So oh. what's the standard shit? Like paying for their nails? Yeah, standard shit. Like, like standard shit. You mean if you, if you, that junk, if I got 10, nah, I'm about to snitch on myself. I'm drawling. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm drawling. I was going to say, uh, next question. So pretty much, um, I think you're definitely painting a good picture of what you're trying to come with, what you're going to come with, and fans are really anticipating that project. I think that's going to be the next step to help uh, solidify what you've been building because the content's there. It's just more so like that full length, something we could ride to rather than, you know, a single. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, I was definitely going to say because I feel like that's another thing I want to create with the team, like a cohesive Sam. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my songs ain't really songs you could listen to back to back just yet. Cause it's like, all my last 10 drops are all been a different, I feel like I all was growing up still, all been a different person. So they all got a different sound. But right now you feel like you're in a pocket where you already know, again, like what you're trying to convey and how to move and put that message forward. Um, so, what is one thing that you want fans to take away from this interview? Uh, one thing I want them to take away is that, like, you mean I'm coming, I'm coming real hard with the music. I'm gonna give y'all enough content to suffice you, and as we going up from here, always tap in, cause I'm always gonna get y'all what y'all want here. Okay. I'm telling people where to find your music, where to find your Instagram, socials, everything like that. Uh, I'm on all platforms. Mellow the Don, M E L O, Space D A, Space D O N. You mean I'm on Instagram at South 13th Street. I mean Twitter, I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Mellow the Don 3. Again, we thank you for sitting down talking with us. Uh, it's another cloudy conversation. Your girl Big T, Mellow the Don, it's a wrap. Say that, you know what? <laughs>